This is the Horse Radio Network. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. You are listening to the number one horse podcast in the world. Here's your entertaining look at the horse world and the people in it. Good Monday morning, everybody. I am Glenn the Geek in Ocala, Florida. And I'm Jamie Jennings in Norman, Oklahoma. You're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for April 18th, episode 2914, brought to you today by the World Equestrian Center. Good morning, horse people. I have good news and bad news for you on this Monday morning. First, the bad. It's Monday. But the good news is really good. Jamie and Glenn are here to guide you through another week filled with horse talk and a whole lot of fun. Welcome to Horses in the Morning. Well, we have a busy week planned for you here on the Horse Radio Network. And part of that busy week is what uh, I talked to. Jamie, I didn't actually talk her into it. I think Monty talked her into it. But uh, she's going to be helping out tomorrow night with a Facebook Live, and she absolutely loves doing video. So, Man, I do. I love being on camera. I just, I love getting dressed up, and I love putting on makeup, and I love, you know, all of it. It's I don't just think so she fun. puts on makeup, but she might actually take a shower before she does that. I don't know. There's that. <laughs> I try to do some eyeliner so I'm not, you know completely a ghost we got to work on your lighting though your lighting is terrible upstairs there were you were you yeah I, I, I like to keep it dark Glenn. i look better in the dark <laughs> so tomorrow night that's tuesday night at 8 p.m eastern uh, for those of you listening to this week's later that was on the 19th of april and you missed it um so we're doing a facebook live and basically Jamie's going to be asking Monty listener questions about horse training and horses. So it's a Q&A. Uh, Jamie's doing the asking. Monty's doing the answering. And uh, Debbie and I are just going to hang out and watch. So uh, that's tomorrow night at 8 p.m. Eastern. But Debbie notified us over the weekend that there's some fun things going to be happening that we didn't even know about. So as we've mentioned, we have the movement coming up, which is in June, and it's at Flyover Farm in California. Mm, flag is up farm. Flag is up farm. Sorry about that. Your flyover farm. I'm like, what? flag is up. It's like, holy crap. Um, so that's coming up in June, and Debbie announced that one auditor who watches live tomorrow night, who watches the Q&A live tomorrow night, will win a ticket to the movement. Now, that's what, $400 or something, I think. That's insane. That's yeah. a lot. So that's kind of cool. Also, apparently they're holding two of your training slots open on Sunday for auditors only. Yeah. So what people, if you want to know, the movement is basically three days of like just awesome horse people and demonstrations and conversations and it's just it's awesome and on sunday this year what they decided to do was people could buy private lessons with monty or me or helena any of the presenters you can you can spend some time with us and so i'll work on whatever i know like nelly wants to work on long lining so we're gonna ha she's gonna get a lesson with me on long lining and it's gonna be really fun so she has some spots i didn't even know this till i don't know right now that there there are two <laughs> spots open for auditors only that she is saving because all the rest of them are sold out yay i should charge more <laughs> so now does uh do, do they have to bring their own horse they can use one of the 
Yeah, you don't have to bring your own horse. You can if you want, or you can use one of the horses provided. They have the Mustang and Transition Horse Program. So there's plenty of wild horses and off-the-track horses, and there's all a variety, an array of different equines that you can play with So and, and choose from. And so. they determine what they want, if they want to learn join-up or if they want to learn long yeah. learning, as you said, anything, whatever. Whatever yeah. you want. Yeah. I mean, if you want to spend 45 minutes shooting tequila with me, then that's what we do. <laughs> well, it's Say, my sessions are going to be in town <laughs> eating. So if you want to join me for that, I can yeah. I can teach you that. Now, I don't know how these are being assigned. So we have to find out from Debbie because we both just heard about it for the first time yesterday. So uh, we, we'll need to figure out how they're being assigned to auditors. Because I know there's auditors signed up already going and they have, I think, 10, 15 spots still left. So definitely sign up to do that today. You get to see Monty and Jamie in the same place. It's going to be so fun. I'm so excited. Is it June yet? Come on. <laughs> and you go to MontyRoberts.com and just click on the movement uh, link at the top of the page, and that'll take you to where you can get all the information about it. Well, on today's show, we have David Silver, who was an ex-eventer, who is now started a program called the Detroit Horsepower, and he joins us to explain his mission to bring horses to Detroit. Kind of a series we have going this year on urban horses and how we're bringing horses back to the cities to help the youth. And Jamie updates us on her training horses, and apparently... Oh, I got a mess of horses right now. Yeah, holy moly. And you all have some serious question first world problems, so we're going to get to those too. But first, we we have to do some daily winnies. We have two auditor birthdays, Patricia Clark and Haley Clements. Happy birthday to both of you. And unfortunately, we had no new auditors last week. Makes me sad. But if you want to become an auditor, go to horseradionetwork.com, click on the auditor banner, and for as little as $3 a month, you too can become an auditor. And look, at we already talked about some special things the auditor gets auditors get this morning. So go become an auditor. Do it today, and you can join in tomorrow night and have a chance to win. Speaking of auditors, part of the fun of us having these individuals that we connect with online all the time we get to meet in person we get to know kind of you and your horses and some of the adventures you go on so my daily when he goes out to one of our awesome auditors celeste coulter celeste we kind of like followed along with her when she bought a baby horse and baby horse is now a big horse and is all grown up and she recently moved and she competed this baby horse and she's I'll, I'll just read you her post. What a great way to start up the show season in my new place. Despite an embarrassing, <laughs> despite an embarrassingly inconsistent dressage test, she rocked around double clear in stadium and both are both are jumping faces to prove that eventing is not a dressage show. And she earned her first blue ribbon, even though we were only doing a tiny height division. It was our first time off the property since we moved and her first time at this venue and her first show in nine months. And she kept her cool and didn't blink in a single jump. That is fantastic. Celeste, congratulations. <laughs> Good job, Celeste. And all the 12 year olds are mad you were there. Kidding. First place, though, man. It's, kidding, there's Celeste. something like kidding. really rewarding about, I mean, raising a baby horse, starting it yourself, and then competing it, and then being successful at it. So I, I'm still waiting on that last 
That last piece <laughs> to fall in place for me, but it'll come. Good it'll job, come. Celeste. Way to go. And I know she bought a new farm, too, and that was not uh, an easy thing. There were a lot of things that she had to do at the farm. So she's had a tough little time since she got that farm. So the fact that she was able to work with her horse and during all of that and still make it happen just shows how resilient us horse people are. Boyd Martin's resilient too. Uh, you know, he, speaking of people we've met through the show, there you go. Boyd Martin, we've had him on and he, we've met him several times. Not an auditor quite yet. Though. Not an auditor. <laughs> I don't think he listens much. Uh, but he has a horse called On Cue who last year, let me tell you a little bit about On Cue, had a stellar year in 2021 playing, placing high, highest in fourth for the U.S. at the Kentucky, at the Kentucky, uh, let me, the Come way on. this is written. She got fourth last year at, at Land Rover, at Land Rover right. slash Kentucky. Rolex right. uh, <laughs> Kentucky, which was funny. the highest placed U.S. rider. Also crowned the USEF national, national champion, champion. Yep. won the championships at the AECs, and also won the five star in October. This horse has been amazing, and I was so excited to see her at uh, Land Rover this year. And but. Yeah, they've decided to withdraw her. He said Q pulled up a little sore in training, and we've decided it would be better to save her for another day. It's heartbreaking, as I really felt she had a big chance of being very competitive this year. And uh, that's just that's just horses, you know. It just it happens to all of us. Just, But, you know, listen to your horse. Do the best by your animal, and that's what Boyd does. That doesn't mean Boyd won't be going, by the way. Uh, he has, like, 47 <laughs> yeah, other ones, yeah, so we'll exactly. still see him. You'll still see him riding, no problem. Do we know who's coming from overseas? We do, although I don't have the list in front of me. Okay. You should have prepared me. I'm sorry. I just thought about that. I just thought I didn't. we would have had the final list by now, I would think. I'm pretty excited. Lisa Wallace has a new horse going this, this year as well, so I'm pretty excited about that's that. That's next week. Oh my God! Ay, yay! I'm so excited. Oh, by the way, if it you just are going to Land Rover, next week. <laughs> oh my God! I got a pack. I got to get everything ready. So, Land Rover, if you are going to go this year, we are going to meet up uh, Friday. They there is an open barn and barbecue at New Vocations. It's a beautiful farm, and they have lots of off-the-track thoroughbreds that are also available to take home. If you do want to do that, I would suggest filling out an application now and getting it in, getting it approved. Anyway. New vocations, Friday night, open barn and barbecue. I think it starts at three. I probably won't be there till around five. Uh, and then after that, we also, if you don't go to that, Saturday morning, Glenn loved, always loved doing this. I'm sad you're not going to be there to make the trek. We are going to meet 30 minutes before the start at Jump One. Yeah, uh, which just which gives is, us time to hang out and, yeah, and far talk. to the left. Like, just go to the left and keep walking about twenty miles, and you'll get to Starbucks and jump one. I yeah, always wanted to meet a jump, jump like fifteen, which was right there where you didn't have to walk twenty five miles. But uh, Jamie always won. Yeah, well, it's a great time because then you can kind of see every jump and we walk as the horses go. You just start to jump one and you just walk two, three, four, five, six. And so you get to see all of them and get pictures of all of them. It's really fun. It is a commitment. Make sure you're wearing waterproof boots because yeah, the grass is always a wet. Times we, we, well, there were a few times we didn't have pouring down rain. Uh, no, I just said the grass is usually wet. Yeah, but there were not there, talking about no, there rain. were a few days we didn't have pouring down rain. What is then, the forecast in Lexington? There were this others year? that weren't so good. <laughs> oh, you and I have been through some monsoons <laughs> up in there. I mean, tornado warnings, monsoons, all kinds of stuff. I just remember going, God, I'm glad I'm not riding. 
Yes. I'm so glad I'm not riding right now. <laughs> I don't now. know how they see anything with the water pelting their face. The horses and the riders, for that matter. It's true. Yeah. It's true. Well, you have a couple of training horses in training. Did I see, we've been talking a lot about the draft horse that's in for training from April. Uh, did I see that uh, the horse is being ridden now? Oh, yeah. yeah. We've put four rides on her so far. She is so... Flipping cool. This is a Clydesdale that belongs to April. One of our auditors sent her up to me to be started. She bought her. She's a proper workhorse, driving horse, but she wants to be able to ride her. So she sent her up and we put four rides on her so far. And she's so cool. Like, it just has a great brain. You know, she came fairly jumpy um, and has really settled in, calmed down, and is just a pleasure to be around. And so we've now, we started in the round pen. Usually I do four or five rides in there. Nope. Day, ride two, we go on out to the big arena. Ride three, it's like all around the big arena and then out into the yard. And, to, and she's just been awesome. So I'm really pleased with how well she's doing. I think she's going to be, uh, you know, just, we just got to get her to relax, you know? And, and it's funny because she's, she's almost 18 hands, right? So she's huge. So a spook from her, is tremendously scary. However, she doesn't actually move very much, but it's like, a, <laughs> that is one and of the you're, advantages. I mean, your, your heart goes up through your throat, like, cause you're waiting on something to happen, but like, really? I, I told, I told Barrett, but farm boy, he was riding her. I'm like, you know, I think that's about all you're going to get. Like you should be fine. <laughs> Even if so, we don't want to scare her, but as she grows and learns, she's going to have growing pains. And you know what? Could be worse. Like my little, my little Julie. Oh, bless her heart. She's so spooky about everything. And she has like a, oh no, like, you know, she could get on it if she wanted to. This mare, she can't get on it. No. <laughs> She's you, like, did you have a six inch bit line around? Um, actually, I've got her in a five and a half Monty Roberts bit. And it's, I it mean, fits? it's huge and it does fit. I'm, I'm pretty <laughs> pleased used to with take it. Six inch bits and you had to get them. I mean, we well, were in Lancaster <laughs> County so that we could find them, but. She brought me a six inch bit, but it's a loose ring snaffle and it needs to have those little guards mm. on the side. So I just, I was like, well, I'll just try this. And it seems to be working just fine. Um, but it's a, it's a fairly big bit, but uh, I mean, everything else is ginormous. Like <laughs> everything is ginormous on this horse. So, so every bra, I couldn't, How's I have a training. Feet? How, they're heavy too, aren't they? You know, I, it's interesting because cleaning feet and picking up her hooves, I didn't know what the, what the, the cue was, you know, like, <laughs> cause you, there's so many feathers. I usually just run my hand down a horse's leg and kind of, if they don't pick it up, I kind of lean into them a little bit. She just leaned right back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like. <laughs> Oh yeah, my that's God. That's not going to be successful. <laughs> and farm boys, like, sometimes if you just squeeze, like, under the elbow, like, a little top of the shoulder, it's a cue. So we do that. Nothing. And I, like, I put my butt into her and I lean, and she immediately steps towards me. And I was like, oh my God, my feet. You know, like, you jump. Then I ran my hand down and I grabbed her feathers, just gently, just kind of pinched a little chunk of hair in her feathers, lifted Pulled right up. up. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even pull her foot up. She just lifted it right up. I was like, okay, well, we found your button. Um, <laughs> and so I did take a picture of my hand in her, like my hand in the bottom of her hoof. It's, it's pretty amazing. I'll send it to you. You can post it. <laughs> There's a lot but to clean in there. Yeah, yeah, she's she's doing great. I really like her. She's she's something special. I think April found herself a really nice horse. Uh, another one that I just got one in training yesterday. Y'all, this one's going to be a story. Okay, <laughs> ready for this? So 
it's a horse that has been this this sweet lady wanted a nice big well-trained gelding and saw a little black mare in a kill pen in Texas <laughs> online and bought her. Isn't that the way it always happens? <laughs> yeah. So horse comes to her, her place when she doesn't have a place. So she keeps it at her friend's house and the friend doesn't have any other horses. So this is a black mare that has been standing in her backyard for approximately three years and they feed it and they love on it and they all the things, but it doesn't, they don't, I don't know what it does. I don't, it doesn't really do anything besides that. So she sent it to me like, all right, figure out, I would just like to walk it around. I would like to get on it and walk it around. And I was like, that should be easy. <laughs> well, maybe <laughs> we'll see. I, I haven't been able to catch her yet. <laughs> uh, this I'm going to, I might have to call her and be like, hi, can you come over and get catch her? your horse? I, I, I'm the so trainer, I, but can you catch your horse? I'm the trainer, but like <laughs> she lives right down the street. Thank God. Because like this mare is like, Nope, you're not my person. I don't know you, and I'm going to blindly run in a panic because I don't know you. And so usually, what I do is I start them in the arena, which has like a smaller paddock out inside it, and then it has a stall. And so usually, I can like yard them. So I'm going to work on that today. But I'm I, I I'm not 100 confident in the ability. Now, here's the other awesome thing about this horse is. She was used as a broodmare. I, I walked up and I saw her. They were holding her grazer in the front yard as I was coming down. And I go, huh, what kind of horse is that? <laughs> like, And they were like, well, they said it was a Tennessee walking horse. And I go, yep, that's what it looks like. Tennessee walking horse. And they put it in the arena and it's not gated. So it tried, but it has that like really big kind of lumbering non-gated gated horse trot thing going on <laughs> and so and then i'm like what is that noise okay so apparently said horse was used as a brew uh, how old is it i don't know 12 to 14 i don't know said horse was used as a brood mare and apparently at some point had like a baby come out the wrong hole and so there was like a giant rectal tear and so there is no stop for anything to go in or out. So the air and the feces, everything just moves through. And so nobody attended to her. So this lady is like, I bought her and I've had okay, several I, vets look at her. One. I never knew about it's that. really, it's, it's, I don't want to say it in Welcome case your owner's listening. On Monday morning. <laughs> it's gross. So this said mare has been running away from me for the last two days. And while she runs, little Easter eggs pop out. <laughs> I'm like, it's like an egg hunt. And so I don't want to say she's gross because like that would be rude of me, but it's gross. It's gross. Uh, so, it's, gross. so I'm going to work on that. We're going to work on fixing, but she has had the vet out and she has, I mean, this mayor has had a million dollars worth of vet work done. They just, they can't do anything about it. It's too late. And she's like, it is what it is. I love this horse. I want to be able to ride her. And so she's here. And so I, I, I am one of the people as a trainer and a riding instructor, I'm going to work with what you have. There are a lot of trainers who won't work with what you have because they tell you you need something different and I will help you find that thing and you should buy one from me. That's not how this works. You bring your horse to me, I will work with the, what you have. As long as it's sound and healthy, we we are a go. So it'll be interesting to see how this horse comes along because like I said, she's got a halter on. Can I, I offer one piece yet. of advice with this horse's issue? I, I when would you're long love lining, some. get long oh, lines. God. Oh, really I'm going to have to double lines. up. That's a really good point. 
Because she blasts off and <laughs> long you just, lines. You better have like a Captain America shield in front of you. <laughs> I was driving scooter yesterday and I thought about how close I was to him when you mentioned this. And it was like, okay, long lines. <laughs> long. You got long gate, those things. <laughs> James, yeah, you're so, going to see Jamie 40 feet behind the horse. <laughs> well, heck, 30 days in, maybe I'll be able to catch her. So who knows how far I'll get. But like I plan on today's today's the day. Yesterday was Easter, so I didn't get to do a lot. But she really needed to calm down because she's been by herself for three years. I mean, with lots of love and attention, but no other horses. So it's 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 definitely a big change for her. So we shall see how this goes. Um, I also have a couple of thoroughbreds and one that came to me, came back to me and he was immediately adopted because he was awesome. It was a horse that I was, Oh, this is going to be, you're going to love this. Um, I was, I, I had this horse last year. And I did all the things, walk, shot, canter, trail ride. I jumped him. I did it all, rode him in a field, cantered him around. He was uh, like the coolest horse ever. So somebody adopted him and they said they wanted a trail horse. Will he do that? And I was like, I don't remember this conversation, but she related. I said, yes, he will absolutely be a great trail horse. So they adopt him and they take him. Well, that Jamie, she doesn't know what she's talking about. She lied. Not a trail horse, even though there's 4,000 videos of me riding on the trail, whatever. Called the rescue, said, I didn't know what I was talking about. This is not a trail horse. So instead of trail riding it, we decided to barrel race it. Take it out and start barrel racing it. And that didn't work either. Okay. It's a terrible (laughs) horse. So they sent it back. So the rescue sent it to me. He goes, just figure out what's going on. Day two, I'm like, back on the trail. (laughs) He's totally perfect. (laughs) So he was adopted immediately. So he's getting picked up today. Uh, That horse is named Oki. Sure. Oki. And then I have, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, cause he was here during the ice storm. Like, I mean, I had, he was here for like a month. Um, because I started him twice because we had that negative 20 nightmare. Then I had another horse and this is super interesting. Uh, His name is quid pro doe. And uh, he came, he came off the track, was never raced, apparently in the training process, boat attendant. He's been a horse and hound for six months. They've rehabbed him, healed him. He's completely sound. So she sends him to me and she goes, I don't know what he's done, but he's been here and he had the tendon, all this. So I put him in the route pen. I'm like, oh, and he's so sweet and gentle. He's big. He's 16, two. He's black. He's three years old and just as gentle as a kitten. And, you know, so I start him in the round pen. He's sound. He looks great. Okay. Well, join up. All right. Let's, let's tack him up. I'm going to long line him. Cool. Good. Next day. Same thing. And like, it's time to get on. All right, farm boy, hold him while I go to get on. i I, when I first get on a horse, I don't just hop on. I get on him on my belly so I can drop off if I need to. These racehorses, they don't really need that. I usually can just belly him. We walk around once or twice, then I can get on. I bellied this horse, and he was like, what the actual heck are you doing up there? <laughs> and like blasted. I was like, oh, okay. So that's never been or hasn't been done to you in a long time. So I messaged the rescue and I was like, yeah, this one's, this one's a little spicy. Might take a while. And she was like, I was afraid of that. I don't really know what he's done. And the trainer's not very reliable. I was like, oh, good information. 
<laughs> yesterday. <laughs> yeah, before I tried this. Yeah. So yeah. I ended up getting on him that day and just being led around. And then day two, I got on him. It was just a Saturday because yesterday I took off for Easter. I got on him and he was totally perfect. So I don't know if it was just like a like a baby brain fart kind of thing or what, but he's lovely. Oh my god, and he's so nice. So if anybody liked once a dressage horse, whoo, he's gonna he's gonna clean it up. But uh, he's pretty cool too. So quid pro do. You can go look at all of these horses and watch all of these videos on my Facebook page, which is Flyover Farm Jamie Jennings Certified Monty Roberts Instructor, and go see all of them there. And heck, you can take one home. There you go. You can see a lot of other horses at the World Equestrian Center here in Ocala, Florida. They have many non-horse events, but also have a ton of terrific horse stuff. When you have dozens of rings, many large indoors, multiple conference centers, and over 10 restaurants, you can do a variety of shows. And I'm going to tell you what, they have a lot going on this week. They have the Sudden Impulse NSBA and Futurity shows. That's April 20th through the 30th. That's 10 days of thousands of horses coming in for that. They have $400,000 in prize money, along with a bonus of $50,000 added for all novice and walk trot classes. So what they're trying to do is they're trying to add money to the lower classes that usually don't get any love and and get the lower classes coming out to the bigger shows, which is kind of cool. Uh, Sunshine's show, the Sunshine Show, that's hard to say, <laughs> Miniature Horse and Shetland Pony Show also starts oh, on the 22nd. So this I want to see that. It's going to be like hundreds of minis and Shetlands here. I need to go see that. And of course, the Festival Speed Exotic Classic and Muscle Car Show will take place uh, on the same day as the Kentucky Derby. So they have a car show. They're going to have the Kentucky Derby on the big, uh, big, big screens they have there. So we might actually go out and watch that. We like car shows anyway. So if you're, you know, into variety, if you're coming past Ocala at any point, make it a destination stop. If you're driving down Route 75, heading to Orlando, going see the mouse, just spend a day, get off. It's 10 minutes off the highway and go over to check it out. It's where if you're a horse person, it's a must stop. It's, you go to a World Equestrian Center com to find all the details, the full schedule, and everything about it. And I got good news about Oklahoma. We pick on Oklahoma like we pick on Florida a lot. But what was here at the World Equestrian Center this past weekend was the NCEA National Championships. That's the Collegiate Championships. Oklahoma State Equestrian won the championship, Yay. defeating Texas A and M. So it's a very um, uh, Oklahoma State is a very. Uh, not rural school, but they have a lot of agricultural aspects to it. So it is not surprising that they have a, a great equestrian team. That's well, awesome. It's their first time being in the final round since 2013, and they went and won it. So good for them. God, why is 2013 so long ago? It should not be long ago. I feel like <laughs> it was like, duh, like that was last year. <laughs> like, that's not a big deal. Oh, wait. That was like almost 10 years ago. <laughs> exactly. What is happening to the time? <laughs> Somebody said something. They were like, back in 2008. I'm like, that was yesterday. <laughs> well, we've been kind of highlighting this year some urban programs that are popping up across the country. And one of them is in Detroit. And it's a really cool guy that's starting it. His name is David Silver. And we're going to be talking to him in a minute. But I want you to listen to their video and some of the kids uh, that have been involved in this program. It's a really cool video they put together. And the sound is cool, too. So let's take a listen. It's hard to forget 
the time that you had on a horse. It's hard to forget that excitement when you learned how to trot. It's hard to forget the strength that you felt when you were in saddle. It feels like you spreading wings out. I felt like I was tall and I felt like I was unstoppable. Like you take a deep breath and you be like, I can do this, let's go. So we love all of the horse-related knowledge that our kids learn, but it all links back to the internal skills to succeed in school and in life. So our five traits are perks with the C. Perseverance, empathy, responsible risk-taking, confidence, and self-control. And on a given day, we are trying to both explicitly and implicitly teach those traits all day long. We kind of learn how to be a better version of ourselves. If you're confident, the horse will be confident. If you're scared, the horse will be scared. So it's all about how you feel. So we'll start off with reflections and end the day with reflections and have time for kids to really articulate the growth that they've felt and unpack what they've experienced. It made me grow as a person. The horses make me like think of others. Like not, It's not always about me. I feel more, you can say, calmer and patient about like different obstacles I take on. I would love to continue doing this. I would also love to one day be able to show and just take this maybe as a career. I love Detroit Horsepower. I love Detroit Horsepower. I love Detroit Horsepower. I love Detroit Horsepower. As I said, we have David Silver with us from Detroit Horsepower. He was a uh, three-day eventer, and he's an HA graduate of the Pony Club, same as my wife Jennifer. And he started this program in Detroit. Hi, David. Hi, thanks so much for having me. We just listened to the audio of the kids, and first of all, that's very inspiring. But why why Detroit, number one, and why did you just decide to start an urban program there? So horses were a huge part of my life growing up. As I said, I was a three-day eventer in Area 1, um, and it really was a, a driving part of what I did with my family growing up and, and so many great opportunities that were available to me. Um, but when I went to college, I took a step back from horses and became really passionate about education as a way to use the advantages that I'd been given in my formative years to expand opportunities for kids growing up with a lot more barriers on their path to success. Um, so I, I joined a program called Teach for America after I graduated from college, and and that's how I ended up in Detroit in 2012 to become an elementary school teacher. Um, but I was really influenced by the research on social emotional learning and the kinds of character skills that research shows underlie success in school and in life, and the more that I talked with my students about confidence and perseverance and empathy and other research-based traits, it was my experiences with horses that I kept coming back to to explain how I had had the chance to develop these internal tools to overcome adversity in my path. And the more I talked about it with my students, the, the more I was interested in combining how horses had shaped me as a person with opportunity expanding opportunities for kids like my my students in Detroit who ordinarily would never have the opportunity to learn and grow with horses in the deep ways that I was so privileged to have when I was growing up. And Detroit in 2014, I mean we're talking you know this is not a growing city at that point. Detroit's um gone through a lot of challenges. Um certainly the the population has declined dramatically from a peak of 2 million residents in the 1960s. Um, so there is a lot of um, vacancy and blight that needs, that's 
you know, been uh, working to be addressed through long time um, commitment from Detroit residents who have stuck it out through really hard times and, and also new energy um, that's, that's bringing new ideas and, and resources to create a, a healthier city um, for the future. And, and we believe really strongly that horses can be a part of a unique opportunities that create a, a more vibrant future for Detroit's residents and ultimately something that other cities are going to be hugely jealous of. <laughs> so where's your barn? Is it right in the city? So Detroit Horsepower has been operating since 2015 by bringing students from Detroit to existing partner barns that allow our nonprofit program to use their space and their horses for free summer horse camps and an after-school program that we've been growing continuously since getting started in 2015. We, we travel pretty far distances outside of Detroit to connect our students with horses and the life lessons that they teach us. Um, which is really exciting. We've we've grown consistently over the years and really proven the impact that's possible when you allow Detroit students to have opportunities to learn and grow through partnering with these amazing animals. Um, but it's all coming towards the long-term goal, which we're moving closer to, and I'd be glad to share more about um, that. We can build a new urban equestrian center on a large piece of vacant land to make this really a, a powerful part of well, you've been working towards that and got approval for it, right? So, yeah, there's a there's a large um, demolished school site. It's a 14-acre vacant property. There's no building on it anymore. Um, there was a, a fire 10 years ago, and it was completely demolished. And when we approached the school district in 2017, they didn't have a plan for it, and they were really interested in what this could mean to reactivate um, this large piece of vacant land to serve educational opportunities for Detroit students. And so uh, the school district agreed to a long-term lease for a dollar, and it's up to Detroit Horsepower to raise the funds and construct what will become, when it opens, uh, the largest urban equestrian center dedicated to youth development in the whole country. What's, what has surprised you the most through this whole process? I think that the the collaboration um, and engaging um, so many different stakeholders has always been really encouraging to me. So I think about the ways that students and their families have become such um, a vital part of our work. We have students that have been with us since 2015 that are so excited and feel a real sense of ownership of, of this um, huge vision for Detroit's future. We have really strong partnerships with residents from around the site. That was actually a big reason why we chose this particular property is because it really fit what community members wanted to see in their neighborhood's future. Um, the support we've drawn from elected officials, so Detroit City Council, and the mayor's office have gotten behind this project and funders, um, whether that's individual donors, um, horse and non-horse people alike, um, foundations and corporate partnerships. Um, we need all of those sources to continue to grow, to reach our big goals, but feeling like there's a, a movement and momentum behind what truly is a, a pretty out of the box proposal for 
um, Detroit to have a 14-acre urban equestrian center right in the middle of the city. Um, I don't know if surprising is the right word, but but hugely affirming and uh, and moving to me as someone you know who started with this idea um, eight years ago and um, has seen it you know grown ever since, largely because there are so many other people that have latched on to this and want to see it grow. You know, <laughs> you know, David, the fact that you could get those many different groups in a city to agree on anything is a miracle to begin <laughs> with. So, I mean, so, so you well, have to build, um, you have to build barns. It, it, you have to do everything on this lot. I mean, yeah, there's no structures on it now. So our plans are for stalls for up to 24 horses, indoor and outdoor riding arenas. Most of the property's footprint will be paddocks. And we'll also have an educational wing of the building for classrooms and community space. It's a significant capital campaign that is underway right now. Um, we're encouraged by the early support that's been committed, but we are still continuing to raise awareness and support so that we are in a position to break ground in 2023 and have a grand opening by early 2024. That's that's phenomenal and amazing. There's a big chunk that we haven't talked about, which is these horses who are complete angels. And you said you're able to go at this time to other facilities and use their horses and to use their facility? That's right. We are only able to serve students in the current state through the generosity of truly outstanding partner barns that open up their doors to make their space and their horses available to our students, which has been phenomenal to me as a, as a horse person, not originally from Michigan, um, but to build relationships and find common bond with um, horse lovers that want to share the benefits of riding and caring for horses with our Detroit students. Wow. I mean, that's a big a big ask and a big give. And so these people must really believe in you and your program to, to, to open their doors and to open their stall doors like that. Absolutely. Um, it, it takes a really special partnership and a, a lot of trust and a strong relationship. Um, and I would certainly encourage um, listeners that are considering their, the ways that they, may be able to expand opportunities for under-resourced kids and communities. Um, but linking arms with groups on the ground, you know, similar to Detroit Horsepower in other parts of the country is truly transformational for a program like ours. It, it literally would not be possible to serve students with horses without these kinds of partnerships. So um, it's, it's a truly vital way the horse community can um, expand access um, and build critical skills for kids in need of new opportunities to learn and grow and for the future of the horse industry to have a, um, a stronger future that is more equitable and representative of the whole country. And you're going to be horse shopping here shortly too. Yeah, right? You're going to need 24 of them. So. It will be a, a truly special set of horses that we can um, – you know, feel comfortable with at our future barn um, that are, you know, safe for um, beginning students and advancing ones that have been with our program for a long time. And we're looking forward to building on our 
um, partnerships with um, individuals that have already expressed interest in donating horses to Detroit Horsepower and for more advancing students, um, partnering with horse rescues and being able to apply their growing um, riding and horsemanship skills to provide a safe and loving home for horses that may not have always experienced that in their past. So we're really exciting, excited about the growth potential in the future. How cool is it going to be when you pull up in your horse trailer full of your kids with your own horses at the first horse show? That's going to be pretty cool. Yeah, we, the, the possibilities are truly outstanding. Um, there is interest in having a Detroit high school equestrian team. There is a university within Detroit city limits called Wayne State University that um, may be able to have their equestrian team based at our future facility. Um, so there are outstanding competitive possibilities. I will just say our goal um, is to really focus on the life lessons we learn from horses. We focus on five social emotional skills uh, that spell out the acronym PERKS with a C. So we focus on perseverance, empathy, responsible risk-taking, confidence, and self-control. Those five core characteristics guide everything that we do. And, you know, competition or not, um, you know, our, our goal is really for horses to shape us as people. And um, if nothing else, uh, our students walk away with an enhanced set of skills that they can apply to whatever life throws at them. That's really the heart of the Trade Horse Powers program. Well, by the, that is a great acronym because you cannot be successful around horses without having all of those things. And it is definite. I mean, we all know what healers horses are and how empathetic they can be. So I, this is a really amazing thing you're doing. So where can people go to find out more, make a donation, get involved? What's your website? Yeah, I would love um, for people to visit us at DetroitHorsepower.org. Uh, on there, uh, you can find links to make a donation or subscribe to our monthly email newsletter. Um, there's also social media on Facebook and Instagram that folks can follow to get more regular updates. And um, if you have ideas or you know connection opportunities, you know my contact information is on the website, and would love to hear from folks that. Uh, are interested in the role that they can play in expanding opportunities for Detroit's kids and communities through the power of horses. Well, thank you, David, for joining us. We appreciate it. It's DetroitHorsepower.org, and we're excited. Well, let's talk to you again when you break ground. Let's do that in 2023. Would love that. Thank you so much for your time and sharing about Detroit Horsepower. Thanks for doing what you do, David. Appreciate it. From the bridle path to the training arena, you'll feel balanced and supportive in the thoughtfully designed arena all-purpose saddle. Whether schooling on the flat, jumping a course, or simply riding on the local trails, the beautiful arena all-purpose will keep you and your horse comfortable every step of the way. Every rider nurtures a unique and special connection with their horse, a connection built on trust. And for riders, it's their horse's welfare and comfort that always comes first. As every horse regularly changes shape with the level of fitness, diet, and maturity, when it comes to your saddle, it too should be able to adapt to meeting the changing needs of your horse. Priced at $15.99, the Arena All-Purpose Saddle will be a perfect addition to your tack room. Visit arenasaddles.com to view the full range of saddles available and find a retailer near you. 
It's time for the weekly look at your equestrian first world problems. This ought to be good. Well, let me remind you, if you have an equestrian problem, it is a first world problem. Now, these these problems are very sad. We're going to tell you all about them. But if you have an equestrian first world problem and you want to let me know what it is, you become an auditor because on Sunday nights I put up a post in the auditor's Facebook page and say, what is your problem? And I am flooded, inundated. Nay, inundated with the problems that people have. Uh, so uh, if you want to do that, how do they become an auditor, Glenn? Just go to horseradionetwork.com and click on the auditor banner at the top of the page. And literally for as little as $3 a month, you can become an auditor and get all the perks of auditors. They get a post show, which we'll be doing here shortly. They get that every day that Jamie and I are on. So there's extra content and all kinds of stuff. It's totally worth it. Plus, we get to share in the tales of woe, like poor Carrie. Um, She's a realist. She says, my new horse and I had our first lesson today, and it went really well. But I think he may be good. I think he may be too good for me. He is definitely dating down. <laughs> You'll catch up. <laughs> You'll catch up. It'll be fine. Um, April, this is a problem I'm having as well. The grass has really greened up and my horses love it, but now they don't come running to me at feeding time. They like meander. <laughs> I know it's so get up here. You get come come on. Get, get in the stock. Get her. I don't have all day. Yeah, I get it. Uh, let's see. Kara says this week was supposed to be, quote, the worst blizzard in decades, but it was only. Let me punch you in the face right now, Kara, and give you a realistic approach in life here. It was supposed to be the worst blizzard in decades, but it was like only a foot of snow. Okay, but that's a foot of snow at the end of a April. Foot of snow. <laughs> Kara. In April. It's April. She said, I'm not sure what's worse, that it wasn't enough moisture or now that I can't ride outside again because there was a lot of snow on top of ice puddles. All of that sucks, wherever you are. <laughs> that all is horrible. Uh, Charlotte has one for you, Glenn. She said, I have to leave Wellington tomorrow and I'll be spending the summer in Ocala. Looks like I'll be forced to visit Jen and Glenn at their new house. You better get your butt up here. It's about time you've been sloughing off down there with the rich people. I mean, seriously, like, yeah. oh, I got to go she north. She says she's been riding and stuff, but I don't believe her. I have to go north for the summer all yeah. the way to Ocala. Ocala, yeah. It's still <laughs> hot here. <laughs> Alyssa said, I drove across town in the pouring rain on a holiday for the annual consignment half price day at our local tax shop. Dude, that sounds awesome. Just to see a neon sign on the door saying it's been postponed to a day I can't attend. (laughs) I'd burn it down. (laughs) Break in. Get your stuff. Leave some money on the counter. (laughs) Mary said, okay, I spent a ton of money last fall to remove sagebrush, add irrigation system, and seed for the pasture. But the dang finches be eating my seeds. And now that just got revealed from all the melting snow. Listen, Mary, do what I did, which is you have a herding dog. Teach your herding dog to go chase the birds that would land because we would reseed our pastures in Arizona and we had Boomer who was a psycho. And so you could just leave him outside. And if like a bunch of birds landed, he would go chase them. And then they go to the next pasture and he'd go chase those and he'd chase them back. And so that's what we I did. met. She- Boomer. Boomer was one of those dogs that never, ever stopped. Ever, no, ever. never. 
And so chasing birds from a seated pasture was perfect he for was, him. And was it a he or she boomer? He. He was truly the energizer bunny of dogs. I mean, just... Can I tell you? Can I tell you a side a sidebar story about Boomer? Yeah. Okay, so this is where like so Chad was married before me, and uh, apparently he had a dog with his ex wife, and do you know what his dog's freaking name was? Boomer, and nobody told me. That my husband had named his dog after the same name his ex-wife and their dog had. He's like, I totally forgot. But everybody in the whole family is like talking behind my back. Like, I can't believe they Who named spilled the, dog the beans? Uh, my sister-in-law after two glasses of wine last Christmas. <laughs> is Boomer still around? I, I actually I no, he's still around. I actually rehomed him because he was the kind of dog I tried everything, Prozac, all the things to oh, get no, him. That dog to was not never growl. stopping. <laughs> well, he he would he wouldn't let Lucas anywhere. If Lucas got anywhere close to him, he would growl. Mm. And I was like, okay, not a baby dog. So I ended up finding an awesome farm. He lives on three hundred acres up in Washington State, like on the ocean. So they play with him. He's He's living his best life. He needed that because that I couldn't have. Mm-hmm. I couldn't have done that dog. No. That dog was a lot. That was a lot. <laughs> That's dog. a lot. Um, but the fact that and and so it was like years later. We don't have Boomer anymore. And I turned to my husband. I was like, "You what? <laughs> Did <laughs> he ever object? explain why? By the way, he said he didn't remember. He was like, "I forgot." He was like, "I was like, really? You forgot okay, all I'll these give years?" Credit. I don't remember all the names of the dogs we've had either. So okay. BS, excuse me. You st- I have to find out from your drunk sister at Christmas that you have the you named the dog after the same dog you had your ex-wife? That is not okay. You had 10 years to tell me about that. 10 years, okay? And here it is, 2021 Christmas, and I'm finding out about it, a dog that we got in 2008. Right, I'm gonna, you I'm gonna remember stick up for him and say I didn't remember. Point. I wouldn't have remembered either. At some point, it must have crossed your mind. Somebody had to say something to you, and you never said a word to me, and you made me look like that's why I hate surprises. That's one of those things that when it gets when it gets down the line, you go, "Well, what? I'm not going to accomplish anything by telling her at this point." I do not. That is lying. (laughs) Lying by omission is still lying, Glenn. Yeah, but I think that there's a there's a I can get mad quick. (laughs) There's a a statue of limitations on that, and then Mm -hmm. after two years, it serves no purpose anymore. Okay. It's gone. It is years. gone, but not forgotten, Glenn. <laughs> um, all right, let's talk about well, somebody else's problems now that Mary I've gotten you for, all fired up. <laughs> thanks, Mary, for bringing this is that up. Be a good post show today. <laughs> oh Lord. Um, Celeste, the aforementioned, so I previously mentioned Celeste, who got a blue ribbon at her first horse trial with a baby, also had a problem with it. She said, "My mare won her first blue ribbon at a horse trial yesterday." But we did the baby height division, so, like, the videos are, like, not impressive. <laughs> like, tiny log, boop, <laughs> tiny railroad tie, boop, I get it. But you got to do that to build to the next ones. Adrian says, it was really nice on Saturday, like, but I had to go out of town to pick up my wedding dress instead of going riding. It's just going to get worse, Adrian. Why do y'all get married? It just you got ru- it ruins it just- your horse plans all the time. I mean, getting married is fine, but like that old wedding planning thing is like exhausting. It takes forever. Uh, Kristen said, I'm going to my first ever schooling show next weekend, and I'm like so nervous, and my show shirt is super ugly. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, Nana said, 
I, <laughs> my super pretty new loner horse is turning out to be amazing. So now I don't want to return him when my mare gets back to work, but I promised my husband that I wouldn't keep both, but I want both. <laughs> Lisa says, I am having knee surgery on Monday. Lisa Waisaki, bless your heart. We're thinking about you. I'm having knee surgery on Monday, which shouldn't, which should take care of all the pain in my knee. But now I can't ride for like six whole weeks. Dang, six weeks. That's all for <laughs> knee surgery. She, this is like her seventh knee surgery. So I think she's good at it by now. She just, she's a she pro has it down, at yeah. to doctors. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Jessica said during my lesson Saturday, it, okay, see if you can follow along with this. Cause at this point I want to smack Jessica because this seems <laughs> okay. so ridiculous. Okay. During my lesson Saturday, it was going to be hot, but I hadn't finished my iced coffee yet. So I had to leave my car climate on to keep my drink cold. And this resulted in a gazillion alerts being sent to my Apple watch while I was riding in the lesson that my car climate was left on. And yes, car, I did that on purpose. Now stop alerting me. Is this uh, the Jessica's last name starts with a T? Yeah. What the hell does any of that mean? <laughs> I didn't know your 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 watch could do that. By the way, I didn't know all that. I didn't know you she had. She must a have car one fancy ass car. Is all I gotta say. Or whatever. <laughs> your yeah. your VW Beetle or Bug doesn't have that. No. Which, by the way, it's back in the shop. Oh Lord! Turns out when you break, it's not supposed to make grinding noises. No, no, that really weird. Should, when it starts squeaking at the beginning of that process is when you really should get it looked at, not when you wait till it grinds. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Oh, there will be a thousand dollar bill. <laughs> um, actually, to to tell you the truth, the last time I took my car in to get, I had to get like a new clutch and flywheel and all this stuff. I don't even know what that it wasn't is. That and long it was ago. <laughs> four thousand dollars, and so that was like, I'm not going to the dealership because you can't get out of the dealership for less than thousands of dollars, you know. So I, I googled like breaks norman oklahoma and i found this place like attached to a quick stop you know and i get there and i'm like it looks like guys who work on cars work there they are car <laughs> <Greasy>. people oh <laughs> Cover, yeah coveralls it was, it greasy. <laughs> was all you could dream of when you're going to a mechanic it wasn't wasn't well manicured nice looking not getting dirty guys they were like dirty and i was like this could be great and he calls me later and he's like well ma'am Got your car figured out. I'm like, yeah, it's really bad. He was like, yeah, you need some new brakes and some new pads and all that. They, I don't know, all these things. And I was like, okay, okay, how much? What, what's it going to set me back? And he was like, well, the parts and the labor and tax and all that, it's going to come to $390. What? And I paused. I was like, <laughs> okay, pause for dramatic reaction. Pause. I was like, oh, well, I guess we'll go ahead and do it. Meanwhile, in my head, I'm like, oh, my God, only $400? Yeah, I was picturing 1200 actually. (laughs) Yeah. I'm being, Bubby, you know I'm coming back next time I need something, okay? (laughs) I was like, pause. Don't show them how excited you are. Well, let's wait till till they get it done and see if it actually works and see if you can stop the car. I'm supposed to pick it up today. All right, so we'll we'll see see. if the car stops on the way home. Then you'll know. Yes, we yeah. uh, next time you no hear breaks. the little squeaking with any of your vehicles before it gets too bad, that's when you go in. Glenn, listen, I can spot a colicky <laughs> horse from a mile and a half away. Yet if my car stops in the middle of the road, I will have no idea why. I'm I'm Let's... just trying to help you spot a colicky car. <laughs> that's what I'm trying to help you do. You know, as long as I have tried, I cannot wean that car off of gas. It just doesn't work. <laughs> 
<laughs> Jenna says, I woke up on the hour and you know, every when hour. you come to think about it, we tube them on a regular basis for that guess. I know. If we're going I with can't. the colic metaphor here, we might as well take it the whole way. <laughs> <laughs> Jenna says, I woke up every hour on the hour for four days. And then my mare went and had her full at noon on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, every time Pink's had a baby, I've slept in the barn for two nights and like she just crosses her legs like, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. And I'm like, honey, nature is going to win this. Okay. And both times she's had it like 10 in the morning. I'm like, why did I sleep? Because she would have had it in the middle of the night had she yes. not been there. Yes, that's exactly right. Um, Angie says, my TB has been the best boy letting all the kids in the neighborhood ride him. But now I never get to ride my own horse because when they see me get the saddle out, they come straight over. <laughs> The feeling you are the uh, adult. I just want to remind you. <laughs> you are the owner yeah, exactly. and the adult. Uh, she seems sweet. All right, one more Alice, we have time for. Oh no, I've got so many. Let's see here. Okay, one more. Okay, well, this is Serenity's problem. Wait, I got two. Okay, we're gonna start with Megan because we've all done this. And she said, I went to a quote hair artist and I spent a gazillion dollars on a cut in color. And I hate it. Jeez. <laughs> oh, oh, I want to see a picture. Please post a picture. The last time I got, I got like one of those, like, I'm going to get a whole new look. They, I was like, what? How, is this 1954? Did you just give me like a bouffant haircut? Yeah, it was ridiculous. I get you. And then finally, Serenity says, I'm pregnant. Yay. But now I can't drink it Rolex. I mean, Land Rover. And I already miss beer. Let me tell you, when I was pregnant, all I wanted was a beer. Like, just let me smell it. Just let me, please. Let me just want a beer. Uh, so I understand the cravings. But here's a sidebar is Serenity is our designated driver at Land Rover this year. Yay. <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for submitting your equestrian first world problems. And uh, we'll see you again next week. All right. Uh, we're going to end the show with a quote today. I thought I'd leave you with a quote. And I saw this, speaking of Lisa Waisaki, I saw this when she posted it. And she said, my mom went to school. Her mom's like 98 now. You know, she's up there. My mom went to school with Charles Schultz, creator of the Peanuts comic strip. First of all, how cool is that? And I want to know, was he just sitting doodling the whole time in school, not paying attention at all? I want to know that, too. Was he Charlie Brown? Was he Linus? Yes. yes. Was he Lucy? You know, was the he Pigpen bully? with the blanket? You know, what yeah. was he? You know, so apparent. So this is a quote from Charles Schultz. All his life, he tried to be a good person. Many times, however, he failed. For after all, he was only human. He wasn't a dog. Oh, I like I that, that quote. I like that quote. Y'all have a great day. Tomorrow, we're going to be back with the Certified Horsemanship Association. Christy will be here. And then Jamie and I will be here the rest of the week. So we have a full week of programming for you. Uh, yeah, Land Rover's not till next week. So uh, Jamie has to go get packed now. We will do a bit of a post-show. I'm sure she's going to be in a great mood after I got her all wrapped up. Yeah. Say Peter Gallon, everybody.